When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the I'll Buy the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about, finally, the next movie in our quarantine movie roulette, Pump Up the Volume 1990 with Christian Slater. We have finally gone through all six of the movies that we had originally put on this wheel, Alessandra. Yeah, you know, we, quarantine is still going on. We're still not supposed to see a bunch of people. So we're going to keep doing this quarantine roulette. As long as it is is necessary, and it also really helps us watch old movies, which we love to do because that's it's not just new movies. It's uh, it's and and I've been really enjoying watching all these uh, these old classics. They're uh, they're really great, especially this one. This one was a lot of fun. Um, it was. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. It wasn't quite. I, it's it's weird. It was. Is I want to say it wasn't quite what I was expecting, but then it was because it's such a movie that Christian Slater would be in. It's such a '90s movie. Like this, it it it, it actually did like reach kind of all of my expectations, which I guess maybe I just didn't really know what was going to happen. But it's hard to tell with these like '90s movies because they'll they'll uh they'll take a twist. I feel well, like this twist one and turn on you. was more like an 80s movie. Okay. And and honestly, right. it's because there's a lot of reasons why. Um, there's a lot of, like, historical context, especially with this film, that wasn't okay. really explored. But I thought I would kind of, like, uh, explain just a couple of the random things that I've learned listening to the Stuff You Should Know podcast uh, Mm. in relevance to this movie. Okay. Um, So the first thing is, obviously this is a a pirate radio station, meaning that it's like off the... um, It's the FM radio or AM radio that like is not um, in any way... Uh, licensed by the FCC or like recognized by the FCC which is the um, federal communications something coalition I have no idea yeah they were in the the movie movie. yes yeah (laughs) federal communications something the last I don't know what the last C was yeah so they obviously monitor everything that's on broadcast radio but uh, these, like, little local channels are broadcast, like, they can be across the country or just within their own little areas, depending on how powerful these, like, radio waves are. And okay, um, we've been having these, like, basically they've been having radio, pirate radio stations for a long time. They were big in the 60s, so I would recommend you watching 
or listening to the Stuff You Should Know podcast on it because it's really interesting. They used to have these boats uh, in the UK because the UK was just BBC radio and like nothing else. And people were like, we want to listen to rock music. So in the 60s, they had like Radio Caroline and other radio stations like that where they would have a boat just like that movie Pirate Radio where they broadcast... radio that people want to listen to like rock and roll so you don't just have to go to you know your local um bcbg or something to to listen to it so that was like a big deal obviously in america it's like we have freedom of speech and it's like a little bit easier but um lots of people feel like they're not catered to on radio and lots of people uh, especially with like radio stations for other people who speaking other languages and things like that. So it's kind of a, something that the FCC has been battling um, for a really long time. And I was just yeah. looking at this article from 2016. Um, low power FM radio stations, which is just like the one in this movie, um, yeah. said it had doubled it from 2014 to 2016 to be more than 1500 stations across all the u.s um mm-hmm. i'm sure that's a lot more now because that this was four years ago but yeah people are feeling like they're not being listened to or heard so they have like these a bunch of just these random little stations all over the place it's kind of cool yeah, and then also um, kind of a topic that we, because we watched this together, um, we both started a Zoom call, and we played the movie at the exact same time, so we technically watched this movie together, and yeah, one of the things that we uh, you had brought up was that, because uh, I jokingly said, like, I want to start my own radio show, and then you said, we basically do. Yes. <laughs> a podcast <laughs> is like an internet radio show. It totally is, and I like yeah. we didn't. I mean, did not realize that until the end of the movie. I was like, because the the whole concept of this movie and the whole like thesis of this film is to like speak your truth, basically, and it's like talk hard, like say what you want when you want, um, you know, As, especially if it's for the justices of others, because this movie was talking about a lot of injustices, like especially in the school system, like yeah, basically, the the main. Um, villain or you know antagonist in this film was this principal who in order to keep her school grants by having the best SAT scores in the nation she would expel bad students or you know students that didn't meet her standards um, but she would keep them on the roster as if they were students at the school so she was bettering her average by expelling students who have the right to an education Um, yeah pretty pretty and, seedy yeah very seedy um i kind I, I like that aspect a lot it was really great i love christian slater um one of the things i kind of wish they touched on a little bit more was kind of like these uh these different students as well they tried to touch on it but didn't quite have enough time i agree to talk about each one but you know we had we had a girl who was a model student, but she was feeling like she wasn't understood. Like, no one really knew her as a person. They just knew her as, you know, a really smart girl in school who was going to do great things, go to college, like, go to a mm-hmm. great college and do all this. But she, that wasn't all that was to her. There was more to her. And she just felt like no one was listening to her, especially her father. Um, and so she was just uh, putting up this front, really. But uh, she was really hurting inside. 
And, you know, we ha- also had a suicide. Um, mm-hmm. a, a student took his life also because, again, wasn't feeling misunderstood. And and then Christian Slater's character as well. He could talk so confidently and vigorously on the his radio show, but he had a problem with being, like, really shy in person and not being able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been a very great thing to kind of... I don't know, bring more into light, but we just didn't have time because we were really dealing with the, the school stuff mostly. Um, but I think this would have been a really a really good show. It really reminded me of uh, Dear White People. Uh-huh. Yes, you, you um, love that show. It's Yeah, I really like that show. Um, gets a little weird to by season three, but, you know, I, I, still, I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought this could have been a really, especially for the 90s, like, been mm-hmm. a really interesting, like, um, a show of its time, really, to really talk about uh, kids and their problems and, like, their mental health, really. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it tried. This movie tried. Definitely with the mental health thing, it was yeah, a little yeah. bit more, um, slightly more realistic than something like Heather's, which also has... Uh, Christian Slater in it, and it also deals with suicide and popularity and stuff. Um, that was definitely a lot more thematically like a typical high school. Um, a lot, lot, of, lot more themes in that movie, um, and it also was very satirical. Where this one right. was not very satirical. It was more. Um, uh, it was very raunchy. Serious. Yeah, yeah, raunchy and raunchy. serious. Like, yeah, yeah. definitely trying to make you listen and make you, like, be disgusted. Like, you know, if you were somebody who was raising a teenager who was listening to music that was playing in this movie or seeing this movie as a parent, you'd probably be like, that's horrible. You know, I don't want to expose my kids to this um like it it had everything. I mean, it had all the curse words. It had suicide. Yeah. It had yeah. um lots of talk of sex, sex like just, and nudity. And just, and, yes. You know, lots of really like rated R topics that yeah, yeah. um you know, teenagers do come into contact with as well, but I think that this movie definitely probably spoke to like it directly speaks to the kid who doesn't feel seen, who wants to continue to like, I guess, become their own person and, um, you know, say what they have to say, even though they're just teenagers, you know? Right. Yeah. Totally. And, um, I was going to bring up another connection, probably a direct result of the making of this film. I could not pull it apart from this. In 1985, there was this American committee that was formed called the Parents Music Resource Resource Center, the PMRC, and uh-huh. it was led by um, Tipper Gore, weirdly enough, which is uh, Al Gore's wife. Um, and basically, it was these people trying to censor music so that it wouldn't be able to be sold in certain places and and like if it had any kind of um filthy aspects to it that really they were complete like it was a censorship like on steroids kind of thing um yeah. and 
this movie like had every song was an extremely uncensored song right so everything was objectionable um they but the things on this list that they have on this wikipedia page like they have songs from prince judas priest madonna def leppard and like all these lyrical contents are like sex masturbation violence sex like drug and alcohol use occult like it's just all this stuff that's like oh our kids are listening to this music this is bad right and um, yeah eventually it kind of just became more of like parental advisory like you know we see that on the explicit um stuff today where it's like oh there's so they say rated r where they talk about explicit themes in in this so if just be aware um oh yeah parental advisory for certain rated films and then like explicit for certain songs that are um mm-hmm. that are sold yeah yeah but they were just like so um they they even like honestly you got to listen to the stuff you should know about this episode it is really interesting um they even like brought up like actual artists to testify like a against this or for this um idea like it was completely a ridiculous idea that they needed to censor music from from people to to hear it um and you know that's just not that's not cool like you can't (laughs) like we live in a free country you can't censor everything like you have to be able to have free speech you know yeah exactly yeah so that's why the, I think this movie made in 1990, which was five years after this whole situation with the PMRC, it's it's like so clearly related to that. Yeah, that's funny. I remember, uh, I remember, you know, back in I don't know what what age I was, middle school probably, uh, when I first was liking the band Green Day, and my mm-hmm. parents were uh, trying to decide if they wanted me to <laughs> to to listen to it or not. Like right. I remember. I remember that portion of my life, like, very, very well. Um, with American and, Idiot. Uh, yeah, with yeah, with American Idiot. That mm-hmm. was exactly the song. Because I was mm-hmm. like, everyone's listening to this song, and it's so cool, and I want to listen to them, too. And yeah. it's just like, because you're always going to run into stuff like that. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. and that's that movie, that song is just a complete, like, um, criticization of, of what was going on at the time, especially with the president at the time bush it it was it was a complete um expose or or just a you know presenting art based on what they felt like and it's it's really rebellious and you know that's that's like a lot of the art that's a lot of the songs that are in this movie i mean i gotta look up some of these songs in this movie they were great the soundtrack in this movie was I, I hadn't heard like any of these songs before. <laughs> um, they were they were cool. Um, I really liked them. Like this is probably because it's you know it's a very uh, it's a very shocking movie. I'm sure the songs that <laughs> yeah. were played were just like you know songs like oh this song is in this movie. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, uh-huh. such a bad boy movie um, or you know, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that first one everybody knows, which he plays uh, to begin his. Is talking. Um, it's performed by Concrete Blonde. Everybody knows. Uh, we we heard that a lot. Um, yes, that's the song that he would open his radio show with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it played for a long time in the very beginning of the movie. This yeah. movie had a very long opening. <laughs> yes. Um, a lot of titles. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> a lot. And also, like, really low budget. Like, it was so, like... Um, whatever film they got this from, even the Amazon Prime version of it was not very clear. Like, it was like... No, it was very it was very muggy. <laughs> it was super muggy. It kind of reminded muggy. me... Do you remember when we were watching Bonnie and Clyde and there was that, like, outdoor scene that one time and they were, like... It was so bright and everything was, like, really fuzzy and I was like, what happened to the film here? Oh no, I don't I've I've wanted I really want to watch Bonnie and Clyde again. It's been yeah. it's been a minute since we watched that. Totally. Totally. Um, and not to mention that I didn't recognize like anyone in this movie but Christian Slater. <laughs> True. Yeah. Totally. I mean he's like, the and, main and, guy. And was, and was Christian like big at this time? Probably. Because was yeah, it was Heather's, it Heather's out before? It, it was. That that's before like eighty eighty six, I think. Yeah, is that what it was? Let me let's see. see. Let's go back. Let's see. I got it. I, I, 89. We, we it's did, 89. We it was right watch. before. It was like the year before. <laughs> oh, so right when Christian was like hot. Like yeah. hot. Like, like he was, he was the actor. He was the actor to have in your, in your angsty teen movie. His glasses oh were so goodness. cute in this movie. He was, I, I love, <laughs> I love his stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his hair. I loved his his look. I I I liked when he would what he would wear uh, when he was being the DJ. Um, I you know, and I I gotta say, he was my favorite character. I didn't really like a lot of the other people in this movie. Just I mean, because he is like the only character really. But there's also that other girl, who um, Nora. Uh, yeah, who Nora? Nora was was pretty cool. She was she was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of wish they made her cooler. Like she she had the look of being cool. She acted cool. Yeah, but she was just kind of a spaz. <laughs> she like, was. She was I a wanted, little random. I wanted a bit more like structure and meaning to her because she was just kind of she was random. She was very random. Yes, she, she um, was. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, a lot of the adult figures in this movie were either kind of clueless or just kind of non-existent or just straight up evil. Like it's yeah. just yeah. not a very good light on, on adults in this movie. Um, which is probably why this, this movie would have been like, oh, I'm not letting my kids see that. It'll be, yeah, bad. So it's so rebellious. Oh my gosh! This poster is kind of amazing. Like I kind of want it. Um, it says you do it like says, the IMDb like, one. No, I'm looking at the one on the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. No, the IMDb one. It says uh, on it, "Talk hard, steal the air, pump up the volume." Did someone make this in paint? <laughs> like what? This poster it's is so, horrible. So 1990. <laughs> I mean, it's. So this picture bad. of Christian Slater is is so cute. I mean, I can't, I can't. We were just having a ball. Oh, watching the this the movie. one next to it. Oh, if if you click the IMDb photos and go to the next one after this, this next one's just as bad. Like, oh wow, that's like a oh it's that's it's a, a, in a different it's language. A, it's an international poster. Yeah, yeah. pump up oh, the, the third one's the the third one's pretty good. That one's better. 
It's, it's better. better. It just looks it's like not, it's not so muggy. With the red color <laughs> that's in the background, it honestly looks like he's on fire, and it's it's yeah, kind of like yeah. what is this like a movie about a firefighter? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, and also pump up the volume is like such a cheesy title. It's a bad like, title. I was. It, I was afraid. Bad. I was afraid of watching this movie because I was like, "Pump up the volume!" <laughs> like, what is this? Like a, like I don't even know. <laughs> I, I think "Steal the Air" would have been a better name for this movie. Ooh, Alessandra, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that they would yeah. say. Yeah, or you know, because it just—it's a little bit more. It matches the tone of yeah. the film more. Pump up the volume or sounds like. like it's gonna be more fun. And it, it it was fun, but not it was not jovial enough. Like it wasn't. Uh, it was very serious. No, so like not like not what pump up the volume like uh, like seems to seems to make you think it would be. Like no, pump up the volume sounds like it'd be like a dance movie. Yeah, like which I like. I thought maybe it was gonna be like a little bit. Oh more my gosh! Jovial. Than a it's movie just... of a movie with Christian Slater dancing. I would love that. <laughs> I mean, speaking of dancing, I did enjoy, I did kind of like the relationship between um, Mark and Nora. Um, I thought that, his name's Mark, right? Yes. Yes, it was Mark. I loved that, like, scene where they kind of, they're so strange and they're so weird together and they're kind of... like semi nude like their nude scene where they're like in the backyard it was just so weird and i just it's so yeah they're kind of like just like circling around each other like getting closer and closer to like kissing and they're just like super cute and just like (laughs) really awkward and just uh, uncomfortable it like it made me uncomfortable but i kind of liked it (laughs) yeah it was like but i didn't like when they went to school the next day and then they like circled around each other for like they were breathing on each other (laughs) <laughs> just They're like circling each other and just breathing at each mouths. other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, man! Oh, but I've I've decided. I think I think a Christian. I'm like I obviously I love Christian Slater. I've always loved Christian Slater. But I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna fully allow myself to obsess over Christian. I think this is the time. <laughs> I think this is my time. Uh, yeah. Should we watch more of his films then? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can find those. I was very excited that this was on Amazon Prime. Like, I looked it up and I... I could not have been happier. I was like, oh my god, yes. You know how happy I was to not have to rent this movie for $4? Oh, so good. (laughs) Because a part of me did not want to spend money on this movie. But I'm glad that we didn't have to spend money on this because... exactly. It was just so 1990. Like... I, I don't know if I'm going to watch this again, but, you know, it, it no. had some good stuff in the screenplay, like, although it was really dramatic and really kind of, like, talking at you a lot, there yeah. are some, like, really brilliant quotes in this that just, I, I loved the kind of, I, I loved listening to Christian Slater. I thought that the screenplay for his, his whole shtick uh, being this Harry Hardon was his, his radio show like scenes yeah, were so good. It was like they were engaging, they were hilarious, they were like it was it was very well done. Yeah. I thought that the writing was fun. Uh, I'm just gonna see if I can find some really good quotes from this because 
I won't say anything that's too graphic because he does say some extremely graphic sexual things. <laughs> he, he does. And it was so I mean, if funny. you if you were watching this and you were a teenager and your parents overheard you watching this, I mean, it would be like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> Over overheard you watching this movie or overheard you listening to this radio station? Like so many parents walked in on their on their kids like listening to this radio station. I was like, how? Did they not hear any of that? I know. They just, like, didn't even notice that their kids... They're just like, oh, stop listening. They're just not listening to what is being said. Um, Right, exactly. uh, Okay. I'll read this one. Feeling screwed up at a screwed up time in a screwed up place does not necessarily make you screwed up. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was really good. I remember that one. And, the like, some of the first lines, it says, Do you ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I also thought it was interesting that he would... you Like, was he selling tapes of his own radio show, like, at school? Because no. it was weird. No, I think people were recording it. Yeah, but when, when they would listen to the recordings at school, didn't it sound like he wasn't using the disguiser? Yes. Like, like only only certain times when the radio was playing, like the only times the radio like was disguised was when you know he would go on the air and we would be listening to it in like students' cars. But then once they would get the tape of it and start playing it at school, it would go back to Christian Slater's voice, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of could recognize that it wasn't him. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the voice was a lot different, a lot more different on the, on the, with the disguiser on it, Mm -hmm. um, when, like, the students were listening to it in their cars and stuff. Um, that was, the whole ending situation where they were driving the car around and then they get kind of chased down to expose themselves. I, in the Jeep! (laughs) It's so dramatic, it's so intense. It's so funny. It's, it's It's very, yeah, it's, it's funny, but... I think it's also great that again we're on a we're on a radio show of our own here. We have a lot of stuff to say. It it is cathartic for us in the same way that it's cathartic for Mark too. Yeah, it it I mean, yeah, we don't we don't say anything too controversial uh, all the time. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah, it's uh it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to have your own little you're a little show where you can say whatever you want, kinda. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we ever said something, like, really bad. <laughs> we'll hear about Who it. Who knows? We will um, hear about it. And we that's good. But, uh, yeah. I just love these these lines in this movie. I mean, I just... I, it was that's so fun. That's the 90s, fun. man. That's the 90s. <laughs> they, they, like, they really... They they really wanted like quotable lines in their movies like back in the in the eighties and nineties like late eighties nineties yeah you know? like I feel like movies just don't have that anymore no you know you got you got the big blockbusters you got like you know Avengers you're gonna be quoting you know stuff from certain things but it's it's just like why don't we have these iconic lines anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, may- maybe because the iconic lines in in like '90s movies are just very angsty. Yeah, like it's just it's just <laughs> against the man. It's the man, man. Like yeah, this is a very anti-man movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
anti the man. anti the man, yeah. not not anti man, but anti the man. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, I'm gonna start looking up uh, the Christian Slater movies that we need to watch because um, <laughs> this is happening. Okay, this is for sure. Happening. I'm gonna read some trivia here. All right, I'm gonna read the oh tagline. Oh my god! Okay. Steal the air. There you go. That's the tagline. Uh, which, what happened? You know, should have been the name of the the movie. Um, exactly. Christian Slater became physically ill several times during filming due to all the cigarette smoking he had to do. Did he smoke that much? Oh man, that's bad. Was he smoking that much? I mean, yeah, he had like he had like burnt out cigarettes everywhere, but did he actually smoke that much? I guess. On screen. I guess. I don't- I don't think I, so. I mean, I did notice it, but man, he must have, he must really have an aversion to smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's see. Apparently, it says, writer-director Alan Mole described the movie's protagonist and central character of Mark Hunter uh, as an amalgam of Lenny Bruce and Holden Caulfield. So Lenny oh. Bruce is a real person. Holden Caulfield is in Catcher in the Rye. Um, yeah, I fully see that. Fully. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes him, like, a really cool character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, Samantha Mathis dyed her hair, dyed her blonde hair black for Nora De Niro, for her Nora De Niro character in this movie. In some of the, in, like, one of the promo stills that's on the front of the imdb page they're like together do you see that picture of like the two of them um if you look to like the photo gallery there's like a promo um still of them like in a set and she has blonde hair in the picture like it's does she does yeah like they took it before they filmed or after they filmed or something and then there's like a picture of Christian Slater holding his hands out with his leather jacket, like looking at the camera. Oh, let me see. <laughs> it's it's on the second page of all of the of the photo second, gallery. Second page, okay. He's holding his leather jacket out. I mean, it, it's like on the second page is like all those promo pictures that aren't on set. They're like in a oh, in where a he's like shrugging. He's like he's like, yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Yeah, that's that pose right there. That's, oh my goodness, exactly. I love you so much. Uh, oh yeah, she does. She, do- I like this purple dress. I know she like has interesting style. She wears a lot of black. I, she, I, I hate, I hate this blue polo that he's wearing. Oh, what is that? A golfing shirt? I know he Get looks out of here. It looks like a golfing shirt. His his um his bowling shirt that he wears in the movie that has like dick on it is pretty cute that's a nice that's yes a nice bowling shirt. i like that one and i actually like that plaid shirt that he wore later mm-hmm. um i thought it was thought it was cute just because you know christian was wearing it <laughs> yeah okay um can i read the plot keywords yes you may radio pirate radio radio host four word <laughs> title f word what, what the that's 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 the movie. There that, you go. That is the movie. That's all you need oh, to know. There, there's some fun ones on here. Um, obviously, cigarette smoking, microphone, high school student, uh, Arizona, Arizona desert, desert. <laughs> bare chested <laughs> male, jerk off instruction, simulated masturbation. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot in here. 
male-female relationship. Wow. That's probably okay. a lot of movies. Iguana. <laughs> how many how many movies have have the plot keyword uh, iguana? I know, right? right? He does have that little Let's green see. iguana. We've got we've got Sing, Master and Commander, uh Friday. Wow, a lot of 22 Jump Street. Wow. All right. Yeah. Got a lot of movies that have uh, iguana in it. I'm just going right. to see what this writer director who's from Canada what other stuff he made. This apparently is... Oh, he also made the movie Empire Records. Um, with, uh... Uh, Liv Tyler in it. Okay. Is that also a, a good one? I... I don't know. I've seen... N- notable? I, I've seen it... I think I've seen it on TV. A long time okay. ago. Um... Obviously, Liv Tyler's cool. So... She she sure is. <laughs> she sure is. That doesn't have a very good meta score. That has a thirty meta score. So Ooh, Empire oh, Records? Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's go to the meta score for Pump Up the Volume, which is a seventy seven. Which is honestly pretty good. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think it deserved it. Yeah. Um, it it was definitely very low budget, and that's that's probably that's probably all that it really had going against it. Um, um, again, talking more about the the kids and their uh, their mental health would have been um, a great add to this. But again, they ran out of time; could only talk about so much. Um, I definitely don't think it deserved a twenty five, which is what TV Guide <laughs> magazine yes. gave it. Which again, is TV Guide magazine even still? A thing? I do not know. Yeah. Why don't you read read what it says? Oh my god. The audacity they have to give my Christian a 25. Okay, here we go. Okay. Bad teen film unredeemed by aspirations towards significance. You know who wrote this? You know who wrote this? A bitter and, person. And an angry bitter parent. That's who wrote this. Yeah, was it Tip and Gore? <laughs> Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was. <laughs> Tipper maybe Gore, it was. excuse me. Yeah, Tipper. Tipper Gore. Oh, yeah, man. it might have been her. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm gonna read the Chicago Sun Times, which I'm guessing is Roger Ebert. Through the film, though the film is fitted with a basic teen rebel plot, its true substance comes from Mark's commentary. His observation observations are generally interesting and witty, and they almost have a ring of truth. Always have a ring yeah. of truth. And yeah, totally. Like, they kind of make you think about stuff. They're not just centric to a teenager. Ooh, I liked the uh, real views. Uh, they gave it an 88. Uh, it says, Pump up the volume, in addition to presenting an engaging story, has tapped into a universal truth about rebels with causes. Mm. There you go. And I'll <clears> just <throat> read the 100 from the Chicago Reader. Thank you, Jonathan Rosenbaum. A whole 100 for this movie. <laughs> I don't think it deserved a 100, but no. you know, it's that's very nice of you, Jonathan. <laughs> it says, a clarion call for freedom and collective action, both hopeful and energizing. It qualifies as a generational statement, as Rebel Without a Cause did in the 50s, but without uh-huh. the defeatism and masochism, not to be missed. Wow. That was nice. That's nice that he relates it to that. I, I also 
kind of got a lot of uh, Charlie Bartlett vibes from this movie when I was watching it. I don't know. Did you? Um, it's been a bit since I've seen Charlie Bartlett, but um, possibly. I mean, with uh, especially in regards to like uh, uh, Robert Denny Jr.'s character um, and kind of like the back and forth him and Charlie had. Yeah, I'm just kind of relating it to the aspect that what he says matters and, like, people are listening. And it's kind of oh, the right. same thing with Charlie. Like, he becomes somebody who everybody's listening to. Um, That's true. That's even true. though he's not anonymous, he's known. Um, right. He's He does have a situation where somebody almost commits suicide. Um, not directly because of him, but indirectly, in a sense, you know? Okay. Yeah, it's wow. I I'm really blanking. I've on seen. That movie. I mean, that's like one of my favorite movies. So, I'm sure you could you could uh, relate this movie to a lot of other movies too. True. True. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Well, that was uh, pump up the volume. Um, one thing I'd like to add before we close out is uh, how did the students get that huge um penis? Yeah, I don't know. In the uh, we were so confused about that. That was... There was a part where they were... What were they doing? Like, like were they making a mob? Or were they, like, rioting or something? Like, how did... Like, what was the... I think they were just was, gathering. Because... They were gathering, getting a little riled up because yeah. uh, of the radio station, like, of something that uh, Mark had said. And they just were running somewhere. And, like, I, I don't know where they got this. We're, we're still baffled at where this even came from. But <laughs> they just huge. ran across... They ran across the screen with, like, a... With like a Six foot tall, like just penis. I think like, it was I don't, taller. I, don't even... I think it was like eight feet taller than that. Eight feet? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Dude, eight foot I don't tall. Know. Eight foot tall penis. Big I don't know. Big phallus. Big yeah. old phallus. Completely, completely, completely. And 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 what and what they do with it? We don't know. It I just know. and then it was it then was, it was nowhere it was to be seen. One shot. <laughs> it was one shot, and then it was nowhere to be seen again. Yeah, it's just it will forever be a mystery. Um, is there anything in the trivia about that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll look while you're you're closing us out here. Oh, and almost forgot. Let's spin the wheel and figure out what we're watching next. I truly don't even know what's on this wheel, so you have to tell me. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so the uh, movies we got on here, yeah, because I I tr- I just put whatever I want on here. Really, this is this is my wheel. Um, <laughs> we got. <laughs> we got... <laughs> Uh, we got Rhinestone, which I believe has Dolly Parton in it. Um, I really want to watch that. That sounds Ghost, fun. So do I. Uh, Ghost from 1990 with Patrick Swayze. Um, and uh, <laughs> Twister. <laughs> Everything in 1990. <laughs> Twister. We got Twister. We got Stranger Than Fiction. We got Pan's Labyrinth and Top Hat from 1935. Um... All right, let's spin this. Oh, shit, I got to figure out how to record. <laughs> Did you write it down? Window button plus G. I got it. I've been doing it. really bad at p- uh, posting these, but I swear I'll post this one. Window button plus G. All right, I'm recording. Here we go. Recording that. Let's go. All right, what do we got next? Let's go. <gasps> okay. Dude, 
this is the second one in a row that you've guessed what it's going to be. Man. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, dude. Okay. You're amazing. Well, stay tuned for Rhinestone. Don't know when that's going to come, but it'll come. It'll come eventually. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot to say. We have a lot of things to talk about, so it's... We only have a, we only have an entire history of movies to discuss, I, and all the mention all the movies that are coming out today. So it, that's it's true. A, that's it's true. It's a very big amount of things. So just stay tuned for the rest of our lives. All right. Yeah, I've I've heard people are calling for a Black Widow to be put on Disney Plus. Like, so mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully that yeah. happens. I mm-hmm. would really like to watch that. Um, but yeah, let's close out. All right. Um. So that was Pump Up the Volume from 1990 featuring Christian Slater. Um, probably the love of my life. Uh, if you enjoyed this movie, if you remember watching this movie, or if you just love Christian Slater and just want to just wanna rant about him for like a couple, for like a couple paragraphs in the, in the comment section, go ahead and do that. You can do that on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and like our page. Um, if you'd like to rate and review this little show we have here, it helps others to find us. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter, at By the Popcorn, Instagram, at All By the Popcorn Podcast, and Facebook, All By the Popcorn. Uh, we also do have merch. Um, Alessandra made us a cute little logo, a new logo. Um, it's a couple months old now, but it's still adorable. Um, I still want a sticker. When am I going to get my sticker? Um, I need to do that. Yes. Uh, and uh, we also have a YouTube page. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. We're kind of just uh, publishing our older episodes right now, but we do plan to hopefully use it for, I don't know, live streams, live recordings, uh, live Q&As, mm-hmm. um, stream Q&As in the future. we got lots of plans for that, but we're just not quite there yet. Uh, but more to come. And uh, I think think that does it. Did you find any trivia about the penis? Nope, nope, no trivia. <laughs> Damn it. All right, well, sorry to disappoint you at the very end of this episode, but you know what? <laughs> thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay inside, stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and go vote. All right, bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 